Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Socket helps you plug into you and unplug from things that no longer serve you. Find your voice and self-esteem while learning to say no and set boundaries when needed. Your host, Kathy Suber, is an entrepreneur and mom of two with a life lens of happiness. If living a life of authenticity, kindness, and confidence is something you are looking for, get ready to plug in. We are glad that you are here. She weighs too much. When I was eight or nine, I remember going to the doctor with my mom uh, for a yearly physical and they put me on the scale and they took out a chart and they looked at my height and they looked at my weight and the doctor looked at my mom and he said, she weighs too much. She needs to lose about 15 pounds. I was an athlete. I was a diver, a gymnast, a swimmer. Um, and my muscle tone was strong and I really had no fat on my body. But because I had more muscle than fat and muscle weighs more, I was always off the charts of the that dumb ass BMI system. I just think it is an incredibly flawed system, um, not just because of my own experience and, and the path it took me down, but um, I, I look at my son when he was 14 years old, I took him in for his school physical, I think go, going into high school. And our doctor who's known me for a long time, looks at me and she weighs him, right? And looks at his height. She goes, you're not gonna like this. I was like, what? And she said, I have to put him down as a risk for diabetes. Like me, my son has a very, well, I don't have an athletic body now, but like me then, <laughs> childhood, my son has a super athletic body. He does not have one, one smidge of fat on his body and he's rock solid muscle. And I looked at my doctor, I said, you've got to be kidding me. She said, his, just his weight's off the chart for the BMI scale. I know, I know, I know. Um, another story I remember about BMI was my friend's son was a swimmer and the doctor um, came into the room with his chart and had already looked at his weight and his height. And and he was off the charts as well because he was full of rock solid muscle instead of fat. And so the doctor actually made mention and said, I looked at your height and weight and I have to be honest, I thought I was coming in here to have a talk about weight and a talk about you know food moderation. Clearly that is not the case and you're an athlete. So at least in the last 30 years, um, doctors have come a long way in knowing that two numbers on a chart um, don't doesn't always represent the health of a human being. So I'm glad that there's at least been progress. Anyway, um, I had to lose 15 pounds. I weighed too much. And my mom took me home and through love and support, she was just trying to do what the doctor ordered. She put me on this super low calorie diet. I kind of feel like it was like 800 or 900 calories. And I remember weighing food. I remember eating beets out of a jar. God, they were awful. Now, I love me a good beet salad now, but back then, those beets were so awful. And weighing and measuring and calculating, and at the end of the day, I was starving. Um, I usually had some sort of workout to do, whether it be gymnastics, swimming, diving. Um, and I remember at some point, I would add on a Jane Fonda workout video, because I was just trying to be good. I was trying to be good a good girl. I was trying to follow the rules. I'm kind of a rule follower. Um, 
And ultimately with my super low calorie diet and my, all this exercise I was doing, I would relatively quickly lose those 15 pounds. And I, I would remember getting on the scale and my mom, you did it. Congratulations. It's all, we're going to go shopping today. And in my, you know, nine-year-old Kathy Subber brain, this translated over the years into when I weigh a certain amount and my body is super thin, that I am loved and my body is worthy, my body is okay. And as soon as I have a little bit of extra weight on me, back then was just muscle mass, but as soon as that scale doesn't say the right number, that I am worthless, I am unloved, and I am fat. And this mindset and this belief has carried through me through my life. Um, it has been one of my largest battles that I still don't have completely, um, still don't have completely figured out. In, in my head, I'm fat, right? And right now I carry extra weight on my body. I'm not a thin person, but even at my thinnest, I think about when I was getting married, um, it was in two, the year 2001. I worked out, I worked all day, and then I went to the gym after work and worked out for about two hours. I didn't eat any sugar. I didn't eat any carbs. Um, and I lost a significant amount of weight. And I remember on our wedding day, I actually brought my scale to the hotel room downtown Chicago so that I could weigh myself the day of my wedding. God, how screwed up is that? I then remember being on my honeymoon and we went on this week vacation and honeymoon supposed to be the celebration of this special time in your life and a great break from the world. And you're in hopefully somewhere warm and beach like, which is my favorite part of vacation. Um, and one of the biggest memories I have from this week long vacation is how fat I felt um, that my stomach wasn't perfectly thin and I'm in this like teeny tiny bikini. I looked amazing. I look back at pictures now from that time, <laughs> I think, oh my goodness, you're so skinny. Um, I know there's, there's a meme that floats around from time to time that says, don't you wish you were as fat as you were the first time you thought you were fat? And the first time I saw that, I just bust a gut laughing. I thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh yeah, gosh, I wish I could go back to 27 years old when I weighed like 70 pounds less than I do now and thought I was just... I was just the biggest cow on the planet. Um, man, the mindset of women, some men too, but women and their body and their body images. I, I don't know that I understood how the beginning of this story and this mindset came to be for me until I was in chiropractic school. My best friend, Emily, and our friend, Jody, we got together and we thought it'd be a really fun idea to bring our baby books. Um, and just look at old pictures. And I had always described to Emily that I was a heavy child. I was fat as a child. And so we're looking through this, I have this one book that has basically me from a baby to 20 years old. And she's flipping through it and it clearly shows almost every phase of my life. And she looked at me kind of perplexed and said, when were you heavy? And I kind of looked at her, I said, what do you mean? And she said, you, you've always said that you were like a fat child, that you were heavy as a child, had to go on all these diets. And, and when were you heavy? I don't see you heavy. And I'm looking through and I'm looking through and I literally bust out bawling. I thought, 
oh my God, I, I wasn't. It was a scale and it was a chart. And that set me on this journey that I have still struggled with at age 47. And sometimes I think, man, what if that doctor had just known better? What if that doctor knew that, okay, I'm looking at this height and weight and I'm looking at this chart and she's way off the chart. But if I actually look at her, she is so healthy. Um, some, of the, some of the ways that this translated was me hiding food and sneaking food. Um, because I was on this low calorie diet, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I was so hungry and I wasn't allowed to eat any sugar or any, you know, any high carbs or anything like that. And so I would go downstairs. I remember just going downstairs and sneaking food and then I would hide the wrappers. Um, I remember one time going into my closet, this is so gross, um, going into my closet and there are these little things flying around like flies. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And so I kind of started opening up my clothes and I had a, it was either Dairy Queen or Carvel or something, little ice cream sundae um, that I had eaten. And then I didn't want to go put in the trash downstairs. So I put it in my closet and they were like, it was gross. I won't describe what was in it. It was gross. Um, and it's funny to this day, I fight that urge sometimes. And I am a grown ass woman. I can eat whatever I want. There's no one monitoring my food. There's no one weighing my food. Um, you know, I, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want now. Um, but every once in a while, if I feel like, ooh, I kind of overdid it with something and I throw it away, I fight the urge to put a paper towel on top of it. And I think, who's going to see it? I, I know it, right? Who am I hiding from? I can't hide it from myself. I'm already very well aware what I just did. Um, so in my 20s, I worked my ass off to be the skinniest version of myself. Um, and I was the most insecure that I, I, it was the most insecure time of my life. Um, Again, I look back now and I really don't understand it, but it amazes me how strong the mind is and your belief systems, how off they can be. In my 30s, I had babies, um, I guess my early 30s. And right after I had both the kids, I was so, so sick of being quote unquote fat again that I lost all the weight. I lost my milk supply with Nicholas because I, I lost so much weight quickly. So I couldn't nurse him as long as I wanted to. Um, and in my thirties, I also went through a divorce. Um, and, and the divorce was necessary. And it's another, it's another topic that I'll talk about. Um, kind of, how do you decide you're supposed to get divorced? How do you process it? How do you move forward? How do you date after divorce? Oh my goodness. Match.com. That was super fun. That'll be a fun story to talk about. Um, so I went through a divorce. Um, we went through some financial issues during those years and I still, I, I had put on quite a bit of weight and I was relatively miserable with myself. My self-esteem and my self-confidence and my body image was just in the crapper. Um, and then when I hit 40, I just made the decision that I was going to 
start to work through this. I knew when I hit 40 that it was going to be one of my best decades, or at least my best decade yet. Um, I got a lot of decades in me, so I'm not going to say my 40s are the best because then that's going to make things go on the downslide after that. But my 40s have been this time of complete self-discovery. Um, I have learned so much about myself and how I tick and what makes me what make what makes me super happy what brings me sadness what gives me energy what depletes my energy and i feel like i have figured out a lot of a lot of life's lessons to live a life of happiness to to have a life lens of gratitude of empathy of understanding the world around me um, of psychology of human behavior and once you can figure out some of that stuff i think figuring out yourself is is the hardest but once you can understand psychology and other people's behaviors you really learn more about yourself and and you take almost everything with a grain of salt so my weight journey continues um Right now, the battle is the all or nothing mindset. I am, I am freaking either all in or it seems like I am all out. Um, I, I'm either working out, you know, five days a week and eating relatively clean and um, not drinking almost at all. Uh, and I just, I'm kind of going on this, this train. And then I get a day or two where I get off that train and I kind of go, okay, well, I guess I'll take this train. And I go, not necessarily the opposite direction, but I then get out of all those healthy habits. And I'm trying to find a way this year, this is my pledge for this year to you. So I'm going to figure out a way to live in the gray that most days can be really healthy and moving in the right direction, getting movement in, making sure your body stays strong, eating super healthy foods that fuel my body, um, not, not drinking more than I want to be drinking. Um, but that sometimes I'm not going to do that. Sometimes we're going to have people over to swim and I want to have a backyard barbecue and I want to have all the good stuff. And making allowances for that without it derailing that that healthy train. Um, as I get older, I know that I start. I've started feeling a little more trepidation is too strong of a word. A little more of the uh, feelings of, ooh, I'm getting older. You know, I I've had a couple of. Um, uh, I had a fracture last year. I hurt my elbow this year. So I've had a couple of musculoskeletal issues that have taken me out of work as a chiropractor um, that have made me think, man, as I get into my 50s, my 60s, my 70s, hopefully my 80s and 90s, I still want to be out there doing my thing. I don't want to be on a recliner. I don't just on a decline to the end. I want to live an, a full active life where I can help take care of my grandchildren. Please don't have grandchildren yet. They're too young. Give me, give me some more years. But once my children have grandchildren, if they do, um, I want to be an active grandparent. I want to be taking them for walks and go and play with them on, uh, at the gym or whatever, whatever we decide to do. So when I hit, when I hit 47, which was just a couple weeks ago, I remember talking to a friend of mine saying, man, that sounds an awful lot like 50. That really sounds an awful lot like, like 50. And 
man, when my parents turned 40, I thought they were so old. I was like, oh, good God, they're 40. They're so old. At 47, I don't feel old at all. I mean, other than little creaks now and then. And it, there, was, there was another meme that said, welcome to your 40s. You are now in the decade where you have to make a noise to stand up. <laughs> and again, that made me laugh because every once in a while I stand up, I'm like, oh, you kind of have to moan a little bit. So I wanted the moaning to go away. And, uh, and I'd like to get on a, a slightly better track. And uh, I'm, I'm trying. I have, been, I have been working on it. So anyway, more, more to come on uh, my, uh, my weight journey. But I thought I would just share with you where it came from, how it started. And man, sometimes I just wish I could go back and wish they had just left me alone. Um, I, I feel like I, I knew my body. I knew what it needed. And I took good care of it. And then kind of over and over and over, people told me my body wasn't okay, that I weighed too much, that what you feel to be true for you is not true. So I think it was another part of my life where I learned that I couldn't trust myself. Um, and that's something I, I have taken back. I, I trust myself implicitly. I trust my gut. Um, even when it doesn't make sense, sometimes I trust it. Um, and that'll be something fun to talk about another time too. I hope you have a great day. I hope that um, if you are struggling with your own body image and how you feel about yourself, that I would challenge you to take, take a moment to think about what the most negative thing that you say to yourself is. What do you say to yourself that's really, like you really wouldn't say to your best friend or your worst enemy. And I want you to rewrite that. Rewrite that with a positive. For me, something like, man, I feel so fat today, could translate into, my body is strong and it does so many great things for me. Or even a middle road of, my body isn't where I want it to be, but I love it anyway. And slowly but surely, as you change that talk track and change how you talk to your body, I believe your body responds way better to kindness and giving it a little bit of grace. So have a wonderful day, and I will be back with more soon. Thank you for tuning in to The Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website, www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.